He goes out the back. Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Kicks his man on that the mark. Three kicks and you can't get it out. Alive. Keep it alive. Don't let it out. Don't let it out. Coming it's in you the boat. Marked it. Newey. Nicky Newman. <laughs> you bloody beauty. Yeah, you beauty. And there it is. They won it. You beauty. <laughs> the Blues have done it. Hey. Count the hearts are full. Right, and boy. September is baby blue. Everybody, welcome to the unofficial, official Carlton podcast here on SEN on the Overnight Crowd. Paul Sebastiani with you, joined by Head of Social Media for SEN. He's a journo for SEN.com.au. He works in the digital room. They love him. We love him. Nick Negropontis, a very good morning, good afternoon, good evening, because you can be listening to this anytime, anywhere across the world. Hello, Paulie. Yes, that is indeed how podcasts work. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, how are you, my friend? Good. I'm not a journalist, by the way. People keep going. Oh, well, well you do you know, write articles. So... Yeah, but I'm not a journalist. I don't report things. Okay. I, I write based on things that are said on SEN, things that okay. come across my desk that are not news. So would a writer be a more apt description? Oh. Let's just say social media specialist. Okay, social media and digital media specialist. Digital media specialist. Okay, all right, there we go. We'll go with that. I ain't reporting anything. I was going to say, I was really trying to upsell you there for a sec. Journalist (laughs) implies I've got to be neutral about you, as we we sit here right now. (laughs) I tried to sell the, uh, you know, when you go to the petrol station, you buy the petrol and then the attendant asks you, would you like extra chewing gum with that, two for five? Mm, Two for five, And you just said, no, I don't want the two for five. So (laughs) anyway, let's let's move along from that and move on to uh, the Carlton win because we won a final. I can't believe we're saying this, but I can believe we're saying this because we've played played some damn good footy. You, so I was in the yes, crowd. Sir. Yes. What was your emotion when the siren went? <laughs> what was your what was the first question. thought that went through your head when the siren went? I'll tell you what my reaction was. Uh, yep. Mentally that's what it yep. was. Mentally that's what it was. Externally I was ecstatic. I okay, was, really? Yes, like right up and about. I sat down. You when said the siren that? went, okay, I yeah, flopped. Yeah, yeah. I like actually flopped back into my seat. No, no, like no cheer. I, I, I got up when Newman took the mark, and then and the siren went. I just flopped. Like, did, did you know how long was left? I had a rough idea that there okay, was less than okay, a minute. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. I was under the impression that there was a minute left when right. uh, McDonald kicked the goal, but I didn't know how long was left. Okay, right. And okay. I couldn't bring myself to check. <laughs> okay, it was. It was a bit of a relief, but it was also, oh God, what these guys have just done something yeah. pretty special. I was I was annoyed. That was yeah. my initial response was how did we yeah. at half time this looked like it was gonna be eighty three to forty yeah, at the full yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did feel that way, didn't it? I think it was more how we let them get back yeah. in. I was frustrated in patches in that second half. Mm. Uh and I think it, it's hard to not be so emotionally invested in those moments as well, because it's a massive game. Huge game. Biggest game Huge the club's game. been yeah, a part of in a decade. It's a good good way to get stuck into it. So we are going to get through the win, uh, and then we're going to get on to team selection for this week coming for Friday night, uh, which, of course, teams will be released on the Thursday. We'll have a chat about Harry Mackay yep. and what's going on with him, uh, and then we'll get stuck into the Melbourne game as well. So plenty to get through. Uh, let's go through and let's get into the Sydney game. Let's start with and continue on with the crowd, which was – Immense. Insane. Yeah, 92,026, I believe, was the final number, or 92,260. It was one of those two. 
Uh, crowd was incredible. It was just a sea of navy blue. The build-up to the game, so I got there uh, just before the gates opened. Okay. And gate three was from the start of the line to basically backing on to where the car park is, that, that grass sort of sand section there, and it was chockers. And the buzz around the place was just so... Yeah, it, it, it was uh, it was contagious. And yeah. I started getting the little grin and, you know, you get people sort of coming up to you and walking by, you know, baggers, are we going to win? You know, I'm pretty confident. There's a, There was a lot of nervous energy. Yeah. And I felt it at training on the Saturday and leading into the game as well, but they dealt with it quite well at the start. So I was speaking to someone who was at the game. Yep. Who was also at the loudest MCG event in recent times, which was the India-Pakistan game. Oh, oh that was insane. And they was telling me that the comparison between that and the Crips goal, the Kerno goal and the Chera goals right. was about the same. Yeah, wow. In terms of the, the the sort of reverberation and the actual yeah, yeah, like, yeah. shaking of the ground, yeah, yeah, it was about the same, which is nuts. I'd like to see, and I don't know if there's the seismic readers yeah. uh, people out there to see what happened on the Richter scale in that particular area. When Crips kicked his goal. Yeah. That was probably yeah, the loudest. Yeah. Uh, that and the Kerno goal, the second one. Oh, yeah. The second one, the place erupted. Uh, and then Matthew Cottrell's tackle yep. on Goulden was, was enormous. A lot of big moments. There were a lot of, I think, leading into the game, because I love the entertainment side of it, and I, I love the crowd raw and, and how raucous it can get. The, the, all those moments that the crowd goes absolutely bonkers for all occur during the game. Yep. Fast start, uh, run down tackles as well, and then a finish that was crazy, 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 hanging on for dear life. So uh, unnecessary. Uh, yeah, well it, well, it seemed unnecessary. And, and you and I were toing and froing after the game, thinking, God, they, they just, they they just, they just didn't need to do it. <laughs> it had to be done that way. But it's nice to be on the winning, receiving end of something like that. And we have, like, I think our luck is sort of turned in that way. You look at the Melbourne yeah. game, the Gold Coast game, and now yeah. this, where... Well, you make your own luck, don't you? You do make your own luck, yeah. but... I feel like we made our own luck a bit last year and it blew up in our face regardless. So <laughs> it did a bit. It, it is nice. It's funny how the, the world and the, what do they say? The, the energies around you work. Now Blake Akers is touching everything. <laughs> March Bank has got his hand to one that maybe he didn't, but we'll let him get. We'll it doesn't let matter. Him, we'll, we'll take his word for it. Uh, and, and all these close games are, are going our way so for the time being. I think the key takeaway for the game for me was. Yes. Charlie Kono kicked that early goal. Took a few nice marks when we needed them outside 50. Yep. But was kept to one goal. Yep. Tom yep. McCarden was awesome. Shouldn't have played in the game, by the way. Let's just remember that. So you think he should have got the well, two he, weeks? Well, he did get yeah, two he did weeks. he did get and, and then, then got, got, got off. off. Yep. Tom McCarden, I think, overall beat Charlie. Yep. Cripps and Mills, probably a break even. Yeah, I thought it was... It's tough to play on Mills. He's such a good player. He's Mills. a good player. I thought yeah. Mills was better than Cripps yeah. on the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think Cripps, I think Cripps did a great job at quelling... Mills's influence and Mills also did a they good job. They canceled each on, other out. Yeah, it was it was just a clash of two bulls. It's yep. like when two bulls meet each other head to head, horns, and they lock horns. Yep. That's what it was. That's what it was. Harry obviously had minimal impact and then was subbed out. Well, see, I disagree. We'll, we'll get, get to the that. minimal impact. Okay, we'll get, we'll get, to, get that. to that. All right, we'll get but to I'm that. sort of just building. Like my point yeah, is, yeah, 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 if yeah, you were to take yeah. sort of our five or six highest paid players at the club, yep, you yep. got those three. Weirdering was excellent. Um, yeah, I like especially early. Game. I thought yeah. the, the backline in general yeah. was just beautifully set up. Yep, but it wasn't. Those weren't the plays that won us the game. No, the plays that won us the game, we got 
for a combined three fourth round picks. Let mm-hmm. me go through them. All right, here we go. Oh, I like this. Matthew Cottrell, we acquired. Wait, say that again, so the listeners, the 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 players oh. that won us the game. So I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six yes. players. Yes. Were the reason why we won the game? Yes. For a total combined acquisition fee, we could say. Yes. A third round pick, a fourth round pick, and pick fifty one. Okay, right. Okay. Six players. Acquisition fee. I like that. But you, you can put it up. <laughs> Matthew Cottrell, we got for free as a supplemental selection period. Yeah, he was a rookie, wasn't he? One yep. of those. Yeah, with, yeah, with, Gibbons. with Gibbons. Yeah, yep. right, right, right. So we didn't get free. Free, pl- free player. <laughs> free for free. <laughs> Probably getting paid eighty k at the time. Blake Akers, we acquired for a future third round pick, which we're giving away this year. Which we're giving away this right, year. So yeah. it's actually less valuable. So, sorry, less valuable to Fremantle than it would have been. Correct. Last year. Correct. George Hewitt was a free agent. Yes. Got paid nothing for him. Nick Newman, we acquired for a future fourth round pick. Right. Alex Chincotta was like Cottrell, a supplemental selection period. Yes. Pick. And Lockie Fogarty, we acquired for pick 51. Right. You combine all of those players <laughs> for those three nothing draft picks, and they, the bottom six, as people like to call them, were the best players on in a final, or the, the key players, the role players that got us over the line in a final. And if you want to throw Matty Owies in there as well, category B rookie. Cost yep. us nothing. Obviously, didn't have a big game. Yeah. Had had the weirdest moment of the game. Oh, <laughs> but put those seven players. When you've got a team that's top heavy like ours, you need to find gems. Yeah. And credit to this yeah. list management team because those seven players cost us nothing. Yeah. And they were genuinely Cottrell, Akers, Hewitt, Newman, Fogarty, and Shinkota played well, I thought. Mm. That was huge. Yeah. It, it It's and, – and now this is – and I <sighs> – you knew this was going to happen, right? So you mentioned the players and what they were picked up for. So part of that is Nick Austin. Part of that is Stephen Silvani. I saw, I don't, I can't remember who wrote it, but there was an article that went around on one of the papers and it got, obviously they get shared on social media and it was Sosa's yep. fingerprints all over Carlton. It was, as soon as we start losing, oh, Sosa is to blame. He's not a great list manager. da 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 now da, that da, we're da, winning, da. yeah, da, 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 we are the Navy Blues. Now that we're winning, oh, Sauce, he's a genius. St. Kilda have got their hands on a great list manager. Look, I was always a big – I liked Sauce as a list manager. I, I maintain thought, I didn't like it. Okay, well, there you go. I, I, I like – because list managers can only do so much with regards to players that they bring in. Were his latter picks – did they go skew with? Maybe a little bit, but ultimately there's a, there are a lot of more factors that have to go into Look, players developing. We can go on – on that for, for it's, years. It's a tangent for another day. It is. It I, is. I don't give Sauce any credit. No credit. Honestly, or minimal credit. What about the 2015 draft? It's Nailed the, it. The greatest draft of all time. Well done. What have you done since then? Well, that's a fair point. 2016, Petrovsky seeding with a top 10 pick. Dow and O'Brien with top 10 picks. Trading up, trading a future first round pick to get Stocker. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sam Philp was a first round pick. Probably not as much as yeah, Philp yeah, because yeah, of injuries. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a fair point. It's like, a good argument to have. Yeah. Good discussion. That's, that's, a, that's a discussion for another day. Another day. I, don't, I don't think Sauce I don't think Sox deserves a whole lot of credit for okay. the list. I think okay. Nick Austin deserves more. Yeah. Yeah. I think he. Let's both give them credit. Nick Austin has done a fantastic job, I think, with bringing in players that we've needed in certain plays. But I think, he, I think Nick Austin has been the best list manager Carlton has had in the AFL era. Under the current sort of rules where you don't just hand over yeah, a bag yeah, of yeah. money and get the player. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough, yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot more factors that go into just picking the player out based on their draft year and what potential they have and scope they have for improvement moving forward to. A lot of things that go into it. Coaches. Of course. Development coaches, all that sort of stuff. Anyway, we can go on. That's a we, we can We can rip through that for a long, long time, but we won't. Um, 
what else came out of that game? Any other big moments? I'm just, I think Matthew Cottrell really solidified himself as one of our better players, one of our more influential I, I players. I won't mention that you dropped him. Well, I had him dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I had him dropped. No, it, it, it was funny. Did, did we say, I can't remember if it was, was it on our potty last week? Or it might have been. Oh, sorry, it was on another. So I do another team selection Carlton thing on Wednesdays, which is a specific to, with with Pommy, Pommy and I. And I was mm. saying that all the decisions that the coaches could make for the ins and outs, they were all right. You could make an argument for everybody. You could make an argument for Marchbank to stay in. You could make the argument for Cottrell to come out. You could make the argument for so and so to come out and for these type of players to come yep. in. So. I think regardless of the way they went, you could make an argument for every single case. And ultimately, they've pulled the right rein. The seventh defender, Kayla Marchbank, I thought his start was a little bit iffy. He had a few iffy moments, but I thought he was strong on the night. Yeah, we need, there were a few moments where we needed that extra tall yeah, and that extra did. height in a marking yeah. contest, and mm. it paid off. Yeah, it the did. question is this week. Yep. These, you know, they lose. Um, who, who goes out? Van Ruyen goes out. Yep. They probably, Ben Brown is training this week. He's been training, mm. full training. Surely they don't take a punt on someone who hasn't played footy in a while. I would doubt it. There's talk about some kid named Daniel Turner playing forward, a defender for the Ds. Okay. Apparently he's going to play forward. Your other option is Brody Grundy. <laughs> That's not going to work. Well, do they go Gorn up forward and then Grundy in the right? Well, Gorn has a broken bone in his foot. Right. But he played with it on Thursday and he was best on ground. So okay. that's, that's, not a, that's a non-factor. Is that a pit and net step on his foot scenario? Is that? I think you have to. Consider it. It's a bit harsh, but like, if you're Mark Pidnett reading that article, what are you thinking right now? Step on his foot. Probably. <laughs> I love the casual nature with which you just said that. Look, no, you, did, we, you didn't even think about we it. Don't, we don't want to. We don't want to see a player deliberately go out there to hurt someone. And if they do, they should be. They should. Well, the book should be thrown at them. I, I, but I'm not saying anything. I'm not going on with that. You know, it's it's a contact sport, and and if you step over that white line, it, it's it's. Of course, you deem yourself fit. Correct. It's all to, just all of a sudden, Pidnet just starts stepping on his foot. That if like it's not like it's a, like you're bumping into someone's shoulder. I feel like stepping on someone's foot's a bit more deliberate. Okay. Probably can't get away with that. No, no, I don't think so. No. That was that was a joke for anyone who didn't get. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it it was, but it wasn't. It, hey. This, there's a good saying. There's always a little bit of truth behind a joke. I'll, I'll leave that up to Matthew Cruiser, rock coach of the Carlton <laughs> okay, Football Club. Right. Anyway, we keep getting distracted. Right. So, team selection this week. Yep. Okay. Tough. If the Ds don't have that extra, yeah. key, don't have that extra key forward, do we play the four talls in defence? Mm. This thing is the first question. So this is an interesting one with our four talls. I think regardless of it, they are tall, right? But they're all mobile. Aside from Jacob Weedering, mm. they are all quite mobile and agile, and they all have zip and needle. So you look at McGovern, you look at Kemp, even Marchbank's got a bit of zip behind him. Doesn't he? Did you see him in some moments against Sydney where you thought he was stuffed? He had either a defender right on his, you know, right on his tail and he might be done holding the ball or he's wrapped up and he's trying to get his arms free. He just gets the ball away. The, his opponent may be getting the ball and getting out the bat and he just slaps it away to our yeah. advantage. And then there are some moments... He is a brilliant tackler. If you watch him tackle, he is actually he is a brilliant tackler when and the hardest tackle to commit to is when someone has just got past your core and you have to reach out with one arm and then wrap the other around. He is so good at that. 
I'd, I'd advise people to just watch him in those particular moments. If you watch the replay, there's a massive tackle that he lays across halfback. I can't remember exactly when it was, but player, his opponent had gone past him. He got one arm around and then got the other around. And mate, he, 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 he is, from a toughness point of view, uh, it, it's an unheralded part of his game. And clearly they love him. Jacob Wittering loves yeah. playing. Yeah. With Caleb Marchwing and yep. wants him in the team every week. Very courageous too. That mark he took late in the game going back yep. with the flight. That was huge. Grabbed it and then took it on the second bite. So I guess, obviously, the, as I mentioned, the first question is, do we keep the four tools? Mm. And I think you're leaning towards yes. Yes. I, 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 it's because they're agile enough to – Yeah. They are tall, but some of them can play the medium to shorter role, if that makes sense. And I thought we had enough rebound. From the back. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It didn't feel like we were missing a Fisher or, or a Boyd. No, 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 no. On Friday night. Do you feel that we may have missed it late in the game when we were... Late in the game, yeah. it felt like we were in full survival mode. It right. didn't feel like we wanted to take the game on. Well, I think you've got to... Th- th- you've got to pick your moments. So yeah. in the in the last 10 minutes, when you're two to three goals to the good, you, you can not go into your shell, but you, you can afford to go up the line and take the sting yeah. out of the gap, which I think we did to a certain point, but then it got to a point where we were making mistakes and unforced errors in our back half that led to Sydney goals, which hurts. It hurts. Would you, I guess the move would be if you think we need that extra sort of rebound and dash, it would be March Bank out for Boyd or Fisher. Yeah, I think that that would be the case. Yeah. See, and then obviously there's the more left field scenario, which I've seen bob up on Twitter, which would mm-hmm. be obviously no Mackay. No, Martin. Mm. Do you throw McGovern forward and keep mm. the three talls in defence? Yeah, McGovern won't go forward. No, I don't it, think yeah, so either. Because he hasn't. That's yeah. He's, he, you can't. You can't drag out someone who hasn't played that role for years and hasn't played that role the whole year and expect him to in a semi final. Unless it's absolutely desperate stakes and you've got no one left mm. as a as a forward in in that that has been a forward all season, like what Melbourne is potentially doing. I understand it. But that's a very, very, very risky move. The man hasn't let up at a ball for God knows how long. Exactly. I agree with you. I just yeah. thought yeah. that I'd mention that because yeah. that is obviously that's... something that people are and, and, suggesting. And Matt Kennedy won't play up forward. You also, yep. So no. that, that was the next thing I was going to say, no, like the suggestion play. that you play one of those no. those bigger midfielders forward. No, no, no. His defined role this year has been inside mid. Yep. And I know he moved to half-back at a certain point, but that's when our half-backs were depleted and they wanted someone defensively okay. to get in there as well. So, so let's say Jack Silvani doesn't get up for the game. Because we're all assuming he will, and we're all assuming he plays. Well, he will play. But let's just say, for instance, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. What do you do? Because that, that, <laughs> that still has to be a live possibility. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's fair enough. I would go down the path of, okay, so Jack Silvani doesn't play, so Martin doesn't play. Motlop comes in. You desperately need another marking forward. Yeah. Uh, maybe played. I know De Koning can't. I know, but I actually think he's been improving that facet. I know he didn't kick yep. a goal on the weekend, but I think regardless, he's playing sixty, seventy percent forward yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, on exactly, Saturday, exactly. On Friday. That's a very good. Yeah, so if Silvani doesn't get up, who comes in? I That's think then you have to play the Kennedy card. Maybe I think you have to play him as that deep forward who just brings the ball together. No, nah, I don't right? want to hear it. Nah, no, I, I agree. Kennedy, I don't want. Kennedy I agree with forward. you. I don't, I don't think they will. I, I think, think if Jack will. doesn't get up, you have to consider something. And that, we're not even going to discuss Lewis Young again because I think he's that far out of the oh, selection picture. No, please, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ideal no, no. world, Silvani comes in, replaces Harry. Yep. And then the the um, the Martin side of it is Motlop. Just straight up Motlop? Yeah. 
I thought he was. He looked shaky when he came in. It, look, sub, he's got enough credits in the bank to mm. put himself in. And the fact that he is the sub tells you that he's on the precipice of... It makes sense. I mean, it makes logical sense. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. It's position for position. I don't, I don't want to be... I don't think they're similar positions, though. Yeah, I, I don't want to be getting upset. Like, forward for forward yeah. is what I'm saying. I don't want to try and get too tricky. And and, and, and Motlop has shown that he can play the... that not, not to his extent, but the Martin role... Did it a little bit earlier this season, and when he's when he had since coming into the team in that Port Adelaide game, he's actually been dynamic for us. He's been fantastic. Uh, so I think his form there warrants a spot in the team, regardless of if he didn't have an impact as a sub against Sydney. So, so for me, yeah. I know Silvani. If he doesn't get up, who comes in? They could potentially go. Okay, well, let's go one forward less and bring in a midfielder. Mm. Or bring in maybe Zach Fisher, who we know can play across half forward, and he's got a bit of forward craft about him. You know, it's a completely different skill set. Yeah, with with what he provides. But the fact that the fact of the matter is that McGovern hasn't played forward, Kennedy hasn't played forward. They they have got forward. Kennedy has are you telling found me, his way forward. Are you telling me it's Harry Lemmy time? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. What Imagine Harry Lemmy debuting be. in a semi final against Melbourne at the G. <laughs> Deary me. So. Yeah, what was I going to say? We beat Melbourne three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yes. Without Harry. Yes. We did have Jack Martin, of course. Yep. But it was the same sort of situation where Kerno was basically double teamed. Mm-hmm. And every time we went to him, you know, Lever and May yep. were coming, coming from everywhere. We had so to find another way, didn't we? We did. And we didn't have Chera or Walsh either. Yep. And we still won that game. I want to make a big point of that. So. Go. This Melbourne game, right? Um, I mean, we may as well bring this forward. In our yep. run sheetish type vibe, and we'll, we'll talk about Harry as well. So, looking at this very, very logically, Carlton. I've got actually got a Carlton hat on. You do. I'm going to remove my Carlton hat. I'm actually removing my Carlton hat. So the Carlton hat has come off. Looking at this game logically, Pont. Carlton defeated Melbourne without key players in that match couple of weeks ago in a game that meant heaps for both clubs. Carlton had finals on the line. Melbourne had top four aspirations on the line in that particular game. Obviously, they ended up making the top four, but it was a critical game for them in the grand scheme of things. Carlton was without Adam Chera, Sam Walsh, and Mitch McGovern. And Harry. And Harry as well. Forget about Harry because he's not playing in this game. Yep, yep. Forget about Harry. So the three players that are playing, that will play in this game this weekend, who didn't play last time, uh, Adam Chera, Sam Walsh, and Mitch McGovern. Arguably, those are two. Those are Carlton's two best midfielders, and Mitch McGovern is a critical cog in that back line and the way we move the ball. You would vouch to say, am I saying anything outlandish? Those three players make Carlton a better team. Slightly. <laughs> so so that's one area to focus on. The other the other area to focus on is that that forward line has operated incredibly well with Jack Martin in there. So what's the drop away with him coming out of the team? Jack Silvani, if he comes in, is an ample replacement, not to Jack Martin levels, but he is an ample replacement. So you probably get maybe a couple of percentage points less. But they wouldn't think of it like that too. Silvani's got a lot to prove in this game as well. Big time. A lot to prove. He's got and a contract on offer and the Silvani name and all the story behind that as well. While you're going with that, obviously the Ds will be without Van Ruyen and Brayshaw. And that's huge as well. So from the last time we played them, 
Van Ruin won't be there, who didn't do a lot against us. But mind you, he can bob up. It's Structurally is important. Structurally very important. Yep. Back up rock. Yep. And, and Brayshaw earlier this season slaughtered us. Yep. And in that game that we played them the second time, he was he was good. He was good. And he's a very, very good footballer. Across that wing area, that halfback area, uh, he's going to be sorely missed for the demon. So I'm looking at this game from a logical point of view. The players that have come into the Carlton team since they last beat the Demons, the players that go out of the Demons team since that last game against Carlton, Carlton should naturally improve out of that game. So logically, should be a Carlton win, should it not? I know it doesn't always play out that way, but you would think that the percentage improvement we get from those blokes coming into the team compared to Mm. the percentage decrease that Melbourne gets with blokes coming out of the team. And don't forget about Jake Malksham, Nick, who always... Always kills us. Well, he's he's such an integral part to that Melbourne forward line. And always he, kills us. And he kills Carlton <laughs> as well. So uh, am I saying anything outlandish that I think we will beat Melbourne? No. I think the fact that this will be... like, Are we going out on a limb to say this will be a low-scoring game? Uh, I don't think either team cracks 80 in this game unless one team blows the other team off the park. Yeah, that's a fit. Well, actually, I had a good call come in on overnights a mm-hmm. couple of nights ago from Wayne in Hawthorne. He's Melbourne supporter. Shout out to Wayne if he's listening. Good, it's great, great to chat to. He said, if one, the team that wins is not going to win this by a single-figure margin. He said, it's going to be a 4-5 goal thing. Really? I get the feeling that that's the case as well. It, it, it just... And I, you know I love a story, Pond. I mm. love a story. It just... It has to be Michael Voss back up to Brisbane, coaching against his old team at the Gabba in a preliminary final. It, it, it has to be the story, doesn't I just, it? I don't, I don't see us winning by five goals. I could see them okay, okay. breaking us in the fourth quarter after a tight tussle. But I think if Carlton is five goals up in the third quarter or early in the fourth, naturally we're going to win by six points. I just don't see points. this group being broken at the moment. I, mate, they're just so together. They're so connected. They're just so they are they are in the zone at the moment. And I, forget about the JWS game. Forget about that. They are just finding every way to win. I love what Vossi said in the post game vision. I don't know if you have you seen it? I have not. He said we won the second game. It was against us. We didn't have it the way we wanted it. We conceded too easily. The last quarter was not great. He goes, You boys won that game on heart and in finals. That's what you need to do. There are moments where you just need to pull it out from everywhere, find it from deep within yourself to run that extra step, to find that extra tackle, to find that extra spoil. And they did that in the second half. And margins don't matter in finals. No, there's no percentage. There's no percentage. Margins don't matter. Winning matters. And these lads, mate, they've become winners. I do wonder. In the second half of the season and in finals now. They've got finals experience. I do wonder how Melbourne kicks a winning score. Well, that's the question too. I mean, their their efficiency going inside forward fifty. I don't know the exact numbers, but it'd have to be that 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 would have to be one of the most horrific yeah. conversion rates this year. What they get was it seventy inside fifty? Sixty nine inside fifties, and they kicked what eight goals? Yeah, and and how many out on the four? Was it six or seven? Yeah, something like that. So, like, even with that, like, they had that in that territory advantage, that inside fifty advantage. Mm-hmm. But they won't have that necessarily against us because we are. That's the thing. An elite clearance team. That's the thing. And obviously, the, yeah. it wasn't so elite on the on Friday. Yes, yes, Sydney yes. Sydney played very well in that regard. They're a good team. We know Sydney are a good team. They had two weeks to prepare and did a great job. Yep. 
it's not going to they're not going to have that territory advantage against us unless something goes ca- catastrophically wrong. Correct. For Cal. Yes. So that that is another factor I think because if they are as inefficient as they were last week mm-hmm. in terms of converting inside 50s to goals. They will with less chances as well. With less opportunity. They're only going to score 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no. I, yeah, I, I just there's part of me wants to get excited because I feel like we should be this should be an even money game. This should be an even I, money 50 50. I've got the odds here up on the exchange. $1.76 Melbourne, $2.28 Carlton, and Carlton has been backed. And on top of that, we're playing with a bit of free money here. Free money? House money. Oh, okay. Know what I right. mean? Like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The D's. Please went, explain. These went out in straight sets last year. Right. If they go out in straight sets again, back to back, after they went all in. Pressure's on them, you're saying, as well. Pressure is entirely on them. They yeah. went all in on a Ruckman who's not even playing in their team, despite mm. being healthy and fit and them mm. having no tools. Blues came from 14th on the ladder seven weeks ago. We're in the second week of finals. On the MCG, the crowd will be in our favor. You think? The crowd will be in our favor. <laughs> our fans will be louder, at the very least. Yeah, that I'll agree with. The pressure is on the Melbourne to win this game. If Carlton loses, what are people going to say? Oh, you know, they got to the final six. They yeah. got further than probably anyone expected. They've got a lot to build with next year. If Melbourne loses, yeah, after just giving Simon Goodwin a contract extension, Brody Grundy, Brody Grundy's out the door. Who's their key forward? Yeah. Like yeah. They, they have no key forwards at all. I'll ask you this. I asked this question leading into the Sydney game. Does this game mean more to Carlton than it does to the opposition? I don't think so. You don't think this game means more I, to Carlton? Supporters probably. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yes, that's what yes, I mean. Of course. Yes. I, I just Melbourne, think, Melbourne won a flag. I think you. I think this final series means more to the Carlton Football Club than it does for their first two opponents that they're facing. Because Melbourne have been there and done it. And so have Sydney. Exactly. Like I was leaving the building on Friday and mm. the Sydney fans next to me were like, Oh, we'll just go get Ben Mackay. We'll probably so, make well, the see, there, there, there you go. They weren't even cut up. There you go. So that's faith in the squad. That's faith in the team. Faith in the As brand. organizer. Yes, exactly right. Faith in the blood's culture. Exactly. Uh, okay, very, very interesting. Good discussion. Mm. Good discussion. Having said that as well, back on the game too, just before we wrap this all up, uh, the one thing I wanted to mention too is that how many times do you see Ford line gets lambasted, they can't score, they can't score, they can't score, and then the week after, after copying it, they come out and start scoring. Probably. So, very interesting. It's a hard thing to turn on though. It is a hard thing to turn on, and especially with our back line. Watch them uh, kick 12-1, though. No. Nah, nah. Watch them kick 12-1. With our, with our back line, uh, as long as they're all cohesive and continue to mm. defend the way that they defend. Team defense, we know that's a big thing as well. Um, that's what we've got to look at, too. So, uh, your tip, what are you thinking? You, Carlton by a point. I was, oh <laughs> One point. <laughs> and I'll we're leading go. by three goals with 10 minutes left. Okay, you're going to go for one of those. I'll go Carlton by five goals. That's what I'll say. I'll, I'll do the Wayne from <laughs> Hawthorne East uh, declaration. Um, I know it's been a topic, but I know it's going to – this will roll up Carlton supporters as well, just before we go. Braden Maynard? Well, everyone will know by the time they listen yes, to Yes, they will. I think after four hours and Jack Martin falling asleep on the couch outside, um, <laughs> I think Braden Maynard gets his suspension upheld. Yep, and then they appeal it. And we end up at the appeals board. Yeah, so we'll be here until probably the latter stages of the week, by the sounds of it. And Jack Martin gets his down from two to one. 
Yeah, that should be. I was just going to say that's got to be down to one. That's a layup. That, that, absolutely. Layup. That has to be two down to one. That's a, that when I when I saw it, I thought oh, it's a week straight away. It has to be a week. Carlton goes in yep. there and says this yep. is medium medium impact, yep. not high impact. Yep. Blakey played out the game. Yep. There's nothing on the Sydney injury report. It should be medium impact. Thank you very much. They Let's go, get on with it. Let's no worries. Get on with it. We've been here for seven hours. Let's he move miss, on. He misses the game. He comes in for the prelim and can't make a grand final. And it's easy as that. Uh, <laughs> we need him for the Richmond game. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. That's a wrap. Uh, we are done and dusted. You can be found on Twitter. At Nick Negropontis. At Nick Negropontis. I can be found on Twitter at Seb 5 P-A-O-L-O-S-E-B. Zero five, the number zero five at the end. That's where you can catch us. You can catch this on the overnight crowd on Spotify and on, on Apple, on Apple as well, and uh, via our uh, Twitter handles too. So we're looking forward to a massive game at the G on Friday night. Have you? Did you snaffle tickets? I'm not going. Okay, you're not, not going. going. I can't okay. go to this one. Unfortunately, I, I will be there. So uh, good luck, chill out, and um, go Blues.